And joining me as always is my host, co-host, Connor Donald. Connor, I'm excited. We're four days away from the NFL draft. The Eagles have two first-round picks, probably going to move one way or the other, but the Eagles have a a great opportunity to increase the talent of this team, to bolster the defense, to get Jalen Hurts some help. And we are going to go through a first-round full mock draft. We did the Eagles-only mock draft, seven-round mock draft last week. This week, we're going to do a first round, 32 picks of the 2022 first round NFL draft. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be live, and we will continue to go live going forward, plus our podcast format, of course, will mm-hmm. remain. But I'm really excited. Draft day is coming, and this is going to be one of the most unpredictable drafts we've had in so long. Nobody knows. Like, nobody knows what's going Like, I always I follow these sites who break down all the, the rumors, and they show it, and it'll say, Jags are doing this at one. And then the next report will be Jags are doing this at one. And the, and none of the three or and, four are the same. Yeah, Trent Baalke's come out for the Jacksonville Jaguars saying they have four guys at the top of their list. So, I mean, I think that they might be saying that to see if a team wants to jump up. Um, but I don't know if any team wants to risk or, you know, send that capital to the Jacksonville Jaguars for – there, there's no there's no consent as you mentioned no consensus number one overall pick there's no legit mm-hmm. number one quarterback at the top of this draft that a team like the Carolina Panthers uh, like the Seattle Seahawks need to get up to get um, that number one get to the number one pick to secure their quarterback of the future and but, there seems to be a, also a consensus that this draft class isn't there's not a lot of elite talent. Mm-hmm. So nobody's going to give up that ca- draft capital that you would normally command for an elite talent like we traditionally have seen. So I feel like it'll be a lot harder to get the trade in up because there's been a lot of rumors of possibilities of trading up. And there's also some teams saying, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of interest in trading up because they these players could equally fall to the positions two picks, three picks, four picks later as if you were to deal and trade up. So to me, it's crazy. It's so unpredictable, and I can't wait to dive into this. This has become a rare tradition where we stem away from our Philadelphia Eagles content and go purely NFL all for one night. And that's not because we hate the NFL, but that's because we're the Kelly Green Hour, so we focus on our Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly, and and we are... Like I said, four days away from the NFL draft, a month away from the schedule coming out. And, you know, we're all excited about that. Uh, before we get going, um, you want to follow us on Twitter at Kelly Green Hour. You can follow Connor on Twitter at Connor10 and follow me on Twitter at LJHarrell54. Of course, and make sure you follow the painted lines. They've been so gracious to offer up their streaming platforms and invite us in to use them. We will be right in there as the offseason rolls on. And of course, for tonight's show, we are also joined by Mitch Kofsky at Mitch Kofsky. 
you joined us last week as well to do our Philadelphia Eagles only mock draft. We felt it only great to bring him back to do a 32 pick first round mock draft and try to predict this uh, completely unpredictable landscape. Mitch, welcome back. Welcome aboard again. And you said you've been doing a lot of mock drafts. Are you are you starting to get a consensus feel for some things or is this really going to be one of the craziest drafts? It's going to be a really crazy draft. Like you said, it's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, for example, the Giants have the fifth and the seventh round. I mean, two picks in the first round, fifth and the seventh. Yo, what is up, Coach Dante? That's my guy. Thank you for tuning in, man. Really appreciate you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for these guys. They were they work really hard. But, uh, yeah, they're going to trade one of those picks back. Let's be real. Fifth and seventh. It's been more, yeah, it's definitely been a, a mentioned as a rumor, and especially on the Philadelphia, on the Kelly Green Hour page, I've mentioned, it's been mentioned multiple times. Very recently, um, The Athletic, he was answering questions, uh, I believe, was it The Athletic? No, it was not The Athletic, it was Pro Football Network. Um, uh, he was responding to questions and he said he would be absolutely shocked if Philadelphia is there at 15 and 18. With that in mind, I would like to point out this mock draft will not include trades. Yes, exactly. So, of course, it will not be completely realistic to the circumstances. But, uh, of course, for the time being, we believe that this is as real as we're going to be able to make it be. But, of course, Philadelphia is likely moving back for one of these picks. There is a rumor that they might move up if uh, if Ahmed Gardner starts to fall in that, you know, it's probably more like the seven to 10 range, I think would be more the ballpark that he tries to get up into. Um, but otherwise no trades in this ball yeah. draft. So thank so you for me, mentioning that. Mitch. Yeah. So let's get started. This is how we're going to do. It. We did earlier this week. I did a, a randomizer. I did three, three times. Um, the first pick is, is going to be Connor. The second pick is going to be Mitch and I'm going to take on the third pick and then we'll just continue to go in that order. As, as we uh, go along, um, we're going to try to keep it between 60 and 70 seconds, 32 picks. It's a lot of picks. Um, probably the Eagles picks we may dive in a little bit more than the other ones. Um, but we can also talk about if we believe there may be a trade uh, from a team, but we'll, we'll try to keep it quick and concise. So with the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Connor Jaguars take... <laughs> I'm going to keep this plain and simple because I think he'd said there's four guys on the board. I think the Trayvon Walker hype is absurd. I don't like him. The ceiling, really? That's the ceiling different. is there. The ceiling is so sexy. These There's been two names at the top of board. Well, Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau have been at the top of boards for so long. You cannot question why those names are there. And to me, you cannot not take Aiden Hutchinson with the first pick in the draft. I'm going with Aiden Hutchinson to the Jags. The biggest need is that edge for them, and they've they committed to that there, that, that that's a need. Cornerback could be a need. I mean, I understand people think Gardner should go there, but the ceiling is sky high for a couple names in this draft, and then there's like then you get this drop-off where there's like more of a floor for some of these guys. I, and don't get me wrong, I love Trevon Walker. But at number one, when Hutchinson and Thibodeau have been the talk of this edge class for pro- over a year now, I'm sorry. I'm going with Aiden Hutchinson. And I know Mitch is happy being a big uh, University of Michigan fan. Also, I still – and he said it last week. He thinks that Hutchinson can have the type of impact that um, Micah Parsons had. And, look, I'm not a 
I, I mention it all the time. I hate Dallas. I'm not a, a Penn State fan, but I don't see that type of impact. And there's not that type of impactful player in this draft. But of the, the names available, Aiden Hutchinson seems legit to go number one overall. So now mm-hmm. we go to number two with the Mitch Lions on the board. Who you got, Mitch? Okay. So for the Detroit Lions here, you can go anywhere. You can go any position except for quarterback. I mean, you can still go quarterback, but they'll go behind Jared Goff. So for me, the Mitch Lions are selecting Kayvon Thibodeau because for that defense, I feel like you can use someone, you know, with energy that has that great IQ and everything. I really like Kayvon uh, Thibodeau here. You don't believe the rumors and reports that uh, that the head coach Dan uh, Nechop and Campbell does not like Kevon Thibodeau? Honestly, this is the first time I'm ever hearing about that. <laughs> that would that was a report that emerged a few weeks ago. Was a couple weeks ago there that that he didn't really like Kevon Thibodeau. That he he kind of he he didn't think that it fit the style. Obviously, there's been a lot of rumors about Kevon Thibodeau that I think are being overblown. That clearly some NFL NFL execs also believe are being overblown about his want to play football and his drive. But to me, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, you heard me rant and rave about Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau 30 seconds ago. You know my thoughts on those two guys. And if Kayvon Thibodeau were to drop closer to 10, that would be a spot I think the Eagles would look to get him. They love pass rushers. I mean, Thibodeau coming into the college football year last year, he was the consensus number one overall. Injuries, love of football, potentially hurts him, but going number two overall to the Detroit Lions. Now, let me just say this. Uh, when it comes to like rumors and everything, I don't really believe them because you know they could throw like a smoke screen, you know, to throw the teams off. So for me, I like stay far away from that as possible, and I just go with the best available or the best fit I feel will be good for that team. Well, so. as you mentioned, Detroit has a lot of holes. All right, moving mm-hmm. to number three overall, the LJ Texans are on the board, and we, as we know, the Texans have a lot of needs. They could go anywhere. I'm going to have the Houston Texans take Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. I'm a big Alabama fan as well. Uh, But Evan Neal, he can slot right in, play left or right tackle, uh, be an instant instant bookend, you know, one of the bookend tackles uh, on that offensive line protecting. I mean, I guess Davis Mills is the quarterback now, but we all know that they're looking for a, a franchise quarterback after trading. Um, Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. They got a lot of picks. Um, and they're, th- this is also a trade back candidate. Again, there's not somebody there potentially that, I mean, that, that would Houston be like, all right, we love him that much. They could maybe trade back if there's a team that thinks that, you know, if Carolina wants to jump ahead, jump up just to protect themselves to get a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis, they could do that. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, Evan Neal. <laughs> He is a. Have you seen pictures of this guy like out out of uniform? I think I think his closest. Lying. I think his closest comp that I'm starting to see emerge a lot is Jordan Mailata. Yeah, because they, they're both which is crazy for a seventh round pick, right? Well, that that's a whole other topic we can get on. But yeah. Jeff Stoutland has done an absolutely magnificent job with that beast of a man that is Jordan Mailata. To sit here today and be talking about a third overall draft pick being comped to someone who came out as a seventh rounder who played rugby and never picked up a football before. Amazing. 
I mean, and now they got them on a. They got Mylotta, and not to get off base here, but they got Mylotta on a really good deal too to be their franchise left tackle, and yeah. he's just a monster. I mean, and he can do it all. You saw uh, he can sing. His heck being on the mass singer. Uh, that guy is is a load has a lot of talent. But the the Texans are going to take Evan Neal. So we're going to go to the fourth overall pick with the first for the for their first pick in the first round. They have two in the top ten. The the New York Jets. Connor, who are you guys taking? I am taking Ahmed Gardner here. Um, oh, I knew it. The there's been a lot of reports for the Jets, and it looks like it's CB at four, wide receiver at ten is the biggest, mo- the majority of what I'm seeing for reports as far as this goes. And to me, you can't go wrong with taking Ahmed Gardner. He he is becoming the consensus CB one in the class. As I spoke to last weekend on the Kelly Green Hour, do I think the stats are over overblown being in a group of five conference? Absolutely. But we cannot ignore that this is a absolutely stupendous lockdown CB talent that can absolutely become a CB1 for any franchise. The Philadelphia Eagles would be absolutely lucky to have him. But it's starting to, there's a lot of reports emerging also that Gardner won't make it outside the top five, which is not a surprise. Jets should take him, Giants should take him, the Texans should take him. Any of those three could and should take him. And to be completely honest, I don't see Kayvon Thibodeau going too, so he would be the one to slide, but Ahmed Gardner is not getting by those three teams. There is zero chance he gets by the the Texans, Jets, and Giants. Yeah, and Sauce, I mean, you you mentioned it. Yes, he played in a power five, but he gave up zero touchdowns in his his time at Cincinnati. He has that swagger that the Philadelphia Eagles definitely would be looking for, and the New York Jets, they've they've brought in Jordan Whitehead at safety. Um, They have Bryce – or they have – Hall, I think their their second corner is uh, the guy from. I think he played at Virginia last year, yeah. um, but like they had, they need to get that legit number one to help um, that defense um, on the Jets side because their defense wasn't very good. And and Amon Gardner, Sauce Gardner is definitely going to be a good start. So moving to the fifth pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Giants, who have two of the next three picks. Who are they taking, Mitch? That's just insane. And like I said before, when we, before we got started. I feel like they're going to trade one of them back. I just got that feeling. But for me, they need to go offensive line here because let's face it, the offensive line is garbage. So for me, I still can't pronounce his name. The guy from North Carolina State. What is it? Ekamakwanu. I still can't pronounce his name. Like, Yeah. I mean, come on. When you have Saquon Barkley there and you have Daniel Jones, who's Let's face it, garbage. not a good quarterback. Daniel Jones is garbage. <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy fell flat on his face running towards the end zone. I mean, for that. Nothing against the Eagles. I don't really want to talk about that. But, you know, <laughs> speaking of the Giants, though, what are your guys' thoughts on the reports? And, again, they're rumors. But Kadarius Tony, who they took last year after the Eagles jumped ahead of them to get Devontae Smith that they want to trade him. I know it's a whole new regime, and that regime did not take Kadarius Tony, but he was their best – when he was out on the field, he was their best receiver. They paid all that money to Kenny Galladay, and he did nothing. Uh, the offensive line was trash. So, you know, and Saquon Barkley had all those injuries. He did nothing. Daniel Jones is trash. You know, Evan Ingram is gone, and but he didn't do much. Like Tony was their best offensive weapon last year. Now, obviously, Brian Dable's a better should be a better coach than Joe Judge for the offensive side of the football. Uh, but what are your guys' thoughts quickly on the uh, rumors of Kadarius Tony potentially being traded uh, by draft? Connor? Uh, 
to me, first of all, I want to say one thing. If Daniel Jones is getting a third chance at being a starting quarterback, that tell, first of all tells you all you need to know about this quarterback class, especially when you have two picks in the top 10 mm-hmm. like the Giants do. Second of all, Kadarius Toney deciding not to show up to voluntary training camp. And I understand there's a lot of people out there defending him because it's voluntary. Second year, oft injured in his first year, new regime, new playbook. Everybody is getting a fresh slate, a clean chance, and you say, I will not show up to this voluntary camp was the straw that broke the camel's back. This guy has made a lot of poor decisions from a from that perspective, and he's had his issues. There were character issues. There were concerns. There were question marks coming into this draft, into the draft two years ago when he was taken, and... Last year, he didn't show up to the voluntary training camp because he didn't. I think it's because he didn't have his rookie contract signed. This year, there is no excuse. You show up to this and you show this new regime you're ready to work and you're ready to play. I don't blame them at all that they want to move on from Kadarius Toney. Mm -hmm. Quickly, Mitch, what are your thoughts? I mean, honestly, I don't see them doing – I mean, why would they do that? It's like their best player. Obviously, second best player if you go take one first, but – I mean, you don't really have a quarterback to throw the ball to him. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, I can see it. Maybe you get some value out of him. I just hope the Eagles don't jump on that. I would you do – they will never do it, but would you do uh, Kadarius Tony for J- Jalen Rager straight up? Oh, for that, straight up, yes. It would never happen, though. All right. I know. So can I throw in Whiteside or a new tight end? I'll throw in Whiteside or a new <laughs> tight end. Neither of them should be on the team next year, but that's definitely a discussion <laughs> that we're Connor and I are definitely going to have later on um, in this offseason as we get to our projections of who's going to make the team. All right, so moving over, moving on to the sixth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers. This is where it would not shock me if we saw a quarterback go. Um, <clears throat> last year they took J.C. Horn with, the, with their first round pick. I'm going to have the Carolina Panthers – take Garrett Wilson, Ooh. wide receiver out of Ohio State. Now, look, wow. This, I think they're going to trade back because they want a receiver. Or no, excuse me, they want a quarterback. Six is high. Um, so I think if they could potentially trade back, they will. We're not doing trades in this. You need to get weapons for whoever's going to play quarterback on that team. Um, they could potentially trade Christian McCaffrey. Um, but you need to get help. They have Robbie Anderson. There's all this talk of them trading for Baker Mayfield. We saw how Robbie Anderson felt about that um, mm-hmm. in his, his tweet. But th- they just need to get weapons. And Garrett Wilson surprised a lot of people with his 40 time at the, at the combine. And again, I'm, I don't like to go based off all of on the 40 time. But, you know, he, he's going to be a weapon. He was a weapon at Ohio State. And he'll help whoever um, the quarterback is for Carolina. And, and look, I don't think that guy's on the roster. I don't think any of us think that guy's on the roster. Uh, but Garrett Wilson is going to be the first receiver taken, shockingly. He's not my favorite receiver in this draft. I mean, Jamison Williams is my favorite. And if he didn't have that ACL injury last year, he would be going. The first, He would be the first receiver going. Um, but I'm going to take Garrett Wilson to the Carolina Panthers. The first, like, major shocker to me because I would be so surprised – to see Garrett Wilson go there. I do think even if they're at six, I mean, we've talked about the trade market. It doesn't seem good. They want to trade back. But at this point, a lot of these teams would be better off to make the decision that best suits their franchise because the return isn't going to be multiple first 
they're not going to get a superstar in return. It's just not going to be what it used to be for a trade market, I don't think. And I wouldn't be shocked to see them go and take Malik Willis. They seem to have quite a love for Malik Willis. I don't know. I think it'll be Kenny Pickett only because of his relationship with yeah. that rule. I hate. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. I don't. Want, I don't want to say I hate him. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. I think Malik Willis is going to be the better quarterback in this draft. Um, but I think if they do go quarterback, it'll be uh, Pickett because of that relationship. He 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 was going to go to Temple. But then he ended up going to pit like he has when when rule was at Temple. So like he has that relationship with him. So that's why I think if they do go quarterback, it'll be Kenny Pickett. All right. So let's move to the seventh pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The New York Giants take that Connor. So the Giants have some needs. I think edge and safety to me stand out at this spot. Ekamakwanu was an absolutely amazing pick by Mitch Kowski, who seemed to be in the war room with me at the time of the pick. <laughs> um, so I really like that pick. To me, at this point, I like Trayvon Walker. I don't love Trayvon Walker. I think, like, to me, Trayvon Walker, you, you, like, you have to go with a guy, an edge with a bit more upside, with a bit more oomph to him and that's why like Hutchinson for me Thibodeau for me Jermaine Johnson has some oomph to him something that I can get behind that I would like to see um so I don't know if they necessarily be full in on the edge position here and I did completely think that just like the Kayvon Thibodeau reports the reports about Kyle Hamilton are absolutely ridiculous the tape is there man he, he didn't show a great combine so what he's still gonna outplay three quarters of the safeties that are in the NFL right now his athleticism is still there it's on the tape there's so much to love I'm going Kyle Hamilton here I think it's the better pick I think it's a safer pick I think you get there's a nice floor, a very safe floor, and there is a super attractive ceiling in the NFL. And coming out with Ekamakwanu and Kyle Hamilton, I think would be really great for the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Hamilton is I I'm not a Notre Dame fan either, but you know, when you watch him on the field, like again, that's why I think the combine is isn't like the best judge of of these players. Go off of the tape, watch them on the field. A lot of you know, football speed is quicker than running a straight 40. How many players run a straight 40? You're probably a receiver that's running a fly route. You're the Deshaun Jackson type. Not like when, when they make offensive linemen run 40s, it never made sense to me. Defensive linemen running 40s, it never made sense to me. You know, so, but you know, Kyle Hamilton, you watch it on the field, just like in the Kobe Dean, when you watch him on the field, I don't care about his size, he goes sideline to sideline. Kyle Hamilton all over the field. And I mean, as an Eagles fan, it would stink to have having to face Kyle Hamilton twice a year for the next potentially 10 years or whatever it may be. But yeah, that'd be a good pick for the New York Giants. Yeah. And to me, the combine should only serve as a way of verifying what you saw in the field. If you sit there and you say, man, his play speed is incredible. He looks so good. Like, Okay, I'm going to use this example quickly of Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, if you watch the film on Isaiah Spiller and you are shocked by a 4-6-40 time, you got to relook at the film. That's the Texas A&M running back, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was his speed. That is how quick he – he's not a fast running back. He's not a 4-4 guy. He could have maybe cracked the 4-5, mid-4-5s, high-4-5s, but that's he's just not that quick of a, quick of a guy, but he's a pound-the-ball, pound-the-rock runner. 
when you watch a tape on Kyle Hamilton and you see that and you're like, man, he's got sideline to sideline speed. I really like that. He, he's got great game speed. He's got great pursuit. And then he runs the four, four, five, something that he ran at the combine. And you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like him anymore. Trust the tape, man. Trust yeah. your God. Don't worry about a 40 time. Like you said, how often do you see them run a straight line at safety? Maybe if he's full on charging at a receiver who just, grabbed a football maybe he'll be running that straight well, line kickoff returns or kickoffs oh, or kick kickoff off, returns, yep, but, kickoff returns. Not, but 70 percent of the time he gets kicked through the end zone anyway unless you're jake elliott like that's you, you don't need to, to that's why i was never i'm never like i like to watch the combine obviously and the nfl is always gonna have the combine because it brings in money ratings everybody watches but it doesn't bring out the two the true test i think of what a player is going to be like on the field what are your quick thoughts, uh, Mitch, on Kyle Hamilton to the Giants? <clears throat> I hate it that we got to play him against two times. But um, for the team, you need to go anywhere. You need to go best available. Like, mm-hmm. So that's why I went with a, a Kung Okay. Hey, All I finally right, so- said it right. Go read. I finally said it right. <laughs> All right, so let's move to the Atlanta Falcons, our eight overall. Traded Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. Signed Marcus Mariota to be their quarterback, bridge quarterback, probably. They got Kyle Pitts in the first round last year. Mitch, who do you got the Atlanta Falcons taking with the eighth overall pick? I don't know if this comes out of the sock or not, but give me, I'm going to take Malik Willis here. Because Marcus Mariota, I feel like he's a bridge quarterback. I feel – how old is he, first of all? Mariota? Yeah. Oof. 27, late, late 28, 20, I want to say. 28, 29, something like that. Because he was coming out when, when Chip – so what's that? Five, eight years ago? So he's probably like 30, 31. I I'll look it up. I'll look it up because it'll be safe. But um, yeah, I feel like once you get a quarterback and you have Kyle Pitts, have that build your offense around those two and you should be fine. So. And okay, well, unless they trade Calvin Ridley next year. Next year, you'll get Calvin Ridley back, and that obviously doomed – I think oh. – I don't want to say doomed the Eagles offseason, but not being able to make that trade for Ridley because of his – Marcus Mariota is 28. Wow. He's, he's, a, 28. he's an old 28. <laughs> I know. I feel like he's been in the league forever. How long has he been in the league? I didn't see the Atlanta show. Falcons took Malik Willis, and that puts a wrinkle – a wrench into my plans at number nine with the Seattle Seahawks. I was going to have them take Malik Willis. They need a quarterback. I th- again, this is probably a trade situation, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have the Seattle Seahawks take Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. quarterback out of Pittsburgh. They need a quarterback. We all know this. Trading um Russell Wilson to to uh, Denver. They wanted the you know the Eagles were all, were in on that. We'll see if they make a move for Baker Mayfield. Not many people seem too keen on, on trading for Baker Mayfield, but they're going to get their um, quarterback, potentially quarterback of the future, in Kenny Pickett. And they still have a bunch of picks in this draft and future drafts that they can build around Pickett. So Kenny Pickett to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm no. a little, I'm a little surprised solely for the fact that Kenny Pickett doesn't fit the style of offense that they've been running. And, you know, the, the whole, like, to me, they obviously Malik Willis do a massive wrench in that. But to me, I think Matt Corral makes a lot of sense for them. And I understand like that's a humongous reach. 
or by some standards a humongous reach, but there seems to be a, a love there between the Seahawks and Matt Corral from some reports that I'm seeing. Um, so to me, I think there is a, a mold that seems to be light in within that front office. And I think Willis and Corral most fitted of any quarterback that you would be taking in this class. So I'm a little surprised by Kenny Pickett there, but I understand no trade backs and based yeah. on the way the board's fallen, I understand it. Yeah, exactly. They probably trade back to, to you know, coop up more picks um, and, you know, see if they can get Corral later. But I do think they go, they go to, they go quarterback early. If it's the first round, obviously, um, I think it, they want Willis. And if Willis is there, like I said, throw through a big wrench in my plans with the Falcons taking Malik Willis. All right, so let's finish off the top 10 within the 2022 NFL draft. The New York Jets, with their second top 10 pick here in the first round, they take Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. I have seen nothing but reports upon reports that say, it's likely CB and wide receiver CB with the first pick wide receiver with the second pick, the way the board likely falls for the New York jets. And I've seen nothing but a complete love for Drake London within reports to the New York jets. So to me, this is just all too obvious. I understand there's some other needs out there, but their love and want to land a wide receiver at one of these two picks and the name Drake London continuously appearing to me made this an all too easy pick. So Drake London to the Jets. So not Jamison Williams. I think I personally think it'd be Jamison Williams. I think Jamison Williams is a better pick. I prefer him more. I like the ceiling. We've been there. We've done that with the Drake London type. I understand, you know, we continue to you know, say, well, you never know. This time could be different. This time could be different. Look at the tape. Look at the combine. We've been there with guys like that. We've been there with Nikhil Harry. We've been there with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Those guys, the comp to Mike Evans. Every single year, we get this comp to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, we, you should stop comping unicorns. Somebody, the QB school on YouTube made that statement, and never have I ever connected with a statement more in my life about the NFL draft. Stop comping unicorns drake london to mike evans is not the comp it shouldn't be the comp it doesn't make sense mike evans has proved himself the most unicorn over the last eight straight years of the contested catch winning ability and doing it with to the consistent extent that he does stop comping unicorns but the reports to me drake london to the jets i do think they go off they go like you said they're going to go def- defense and then offense. I don't know if it'll be a receiver. I, I mean, they have a, I would say offensive line, but I think they want to move Beckton over to the right tackle. Um, so maybe they might not have need for it. If they could trade back and then potentially like get a Linder bomb, they might try that because they still have to shore up that center position. But yeah, you don't take Linder bomb at 10. And I think getting a receiver to help out Zach Wilson is what they need to do. All right, the 11th pick, the Washington Commanders. Let's all get used to calling them the Commanders. We're on the clock. Mitch, who do you got the Commanders taking? All right. So, shout out to my guy, Rio, piece of Washington Commanders uh, content creator. And he just told me, like, dude, we need to get weapons on weapons on weapons for Carson Wentz here. He doesn't want any excuses. So, for wide receiver, I'm going to grab – Jameson Williams for Carson Wentz. Now that hurts. That hurts my Eagles fan heart. But that hurts me too. And Alabama fan heart, by the way. 
Yeah, that hurts me too, but you got to say that Scary Terry, Terry McLaughlin went out. Like, you need that new guy, if McCl- if that's actually true, that Terry wants out. So, Jameson Williams could be that guy. For I, I don't think that McLaren or Metcalf or any of these other receivers that went out are going anywhere, honestly. Oh, yeah, they're um, not. They're, they're not going to go anywhere, and they're, they're going to st- stay where they're at. Um, but that with the 11th pick, Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Our top 10 so far, Aiden Hutchinson to the Jaguars, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Lions, Evan Neal to Houston, Sauce Gardner to the Jets, Ikem Ekwanu to the Giants, Garrett Wilson to Carolina, Kyle Hamilton to the Giants, Malik Willis to the Falcons, Kenny Pickett to Seattle, Drake London to the Jets, and Jamison Williams to the Washington Commanders. Now with the 12th overall selection, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock, a new coaching staff, they got rid of Mike Zimmer. That defense was, wasn't great last year. Um, so they're going to want to get after the quarterback. And I think if they can get Trayvon Walker at the 12th pick, I think they'll be happy. So I'm going to go Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. And as an Eagles fan, my thing was watch that championship game and pick all Georgia players. And that's what, that's what Minnesota uh, decides – or Alabama players, but that's what Minnesota decides to do here, and they take Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. I, I, I like it. If Trayvon Walker slides there, and I know I've been kind of trashing about it in the top ten, but, I mean, he's, he's a floor guy. I think he can meet the floor for you. He, he can do – like, there was just so much – just way more of a sexier ceiling that might potentially be there with a good, fairly good floor among some of the edge guys who have already went. But Trayvon Walker, to me, makes sense here. Like you said, you basically go up to that board and you say, who is the best player available <laughs> defensively for me? And if Trayvon Walker is the one that's there, Trayvon Walker is the one who has to go. And there's a lot of names. Derek Stinley, they need cornerback help. Yeah, they resigned Patrick Peterson, but he's also like 40. Um, he, he could, Derek Stingley could help. Jermaine Johnson would have been nice. Jordan Davis in the middle of that run defense would have been nice. So Devin Lloyd at linebacker. I mean, I know they signed Michael Kendricks, but they lost Barr, if I'm not mistaken, or did, I think they lost Barr. I think Barr. So like anybody could have helped. Trayvon Walker getting out of the top 10 would be big for Minnesota. Moving on to the Houston Texans, who also have a – with their sec – there were eight teams, I think eight teams in this draft with multiple first-round picks. That's unprecedented. I don't remember the last time – I don't think it's ever happened that that many teams got uh, had multiple first-round picks. So, Connor, who do you have the Houston Texans taking? To me, this is a, a smash pick here because they have to start thinking about franchise players, franchise-altering players who are going to – completely change their direction at certain positions and to me this is Derek Stingley this is a guy that you go out and you take because he is going to alter your secondary he is a guy you can trust to become the CB1 could he have his rough patches in the first season potentially and I I won't deny that obviously that should be expected in a cornerback who is transitioning from the college football game to the NFL game. And you like to kind of be able to play like in the Philadelphia Eagles situation where you get to play behind that guy, you know, maybe a hint at something, Andrew Booth type situation where you get to play behind Darius say for a little bit or Trent McDuffie play behind that CB one for a little bit, refine your game, get really good at the NFL level. But here you have to look at who can be a franchise alter and player for me. And we know this is a past first league. So we know, 
How do you stop that? Of course, it's got to be at the cornerback position, who is going to be one-on-one with the top wide receivers for the teams that you're facing. Derek Stingley going to the Texans. And Stingley was really good his uh, freshman year at LSU. Kind of took a step back the last couple of years. Well, LSU in general just took a step back um, under Ed Odron. But uh, he – He's healthy. Uh, the reports are saying he's healthy, and he would be a big get for the Eagles at 15, but you have the Texans taking him at 13. All right, Mitch, the 14th overall selection in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select. <clears throat> All right, so I'm stuck between an edge and a cornerback. So I'm stuck between the two. So you know what? Give me Jermaine Johnson here. I feel like he's a top-five edge. In the in this draft class, I love him. I mean, dude, what else is there to say about Jermaine Johnson? Like, I feel like that's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk of him going top ten. Yeah, uh, and uh, he he's really shot up a lot of teams' draft boards, especially after the uh, Senior Bowl week. Um, he, he dominated, pretty much dominated the entire week. Um, and he he's going to be a big. I think he might be a name that goes off earlier than 15, fourteen. It wouldn't shock me if he goes top 10. What are your thoughts on Johnson going to Baltimore, Connor? I like it. I mean, if you get Jermaine Johnson there, this is a really good edge class at the top. I mean, we've hit most of the big names. There's still one name floating around that is likely to go here soon in our mock draft. But, I mean, you get the opportunity. There's five or six really good, really solid edges. And edge has become a vitally important position because in a pass-first league, you the CBs stop things. The edges create the pressure. They're the ones who make the quarterback uncomfortable. So a lot of teams are focusing on what Howie's focused on for a long time, and that's working in the trenches, the edge position, the tack, the defensive tackle position, the offensive line, shoring up those things and building from out, outside those positions. So Jermaine Johnson's a good one. He's one of those guys with a super nice ceiling because he's fairly athletic. He's very athletic. He's gifted. The floor may not be as good as some of those top-end edges who have already went, but the opportunity for the Ravens to get map 14, awesome. All right. Now we hit the first of two for the Philadelphia Eagles. The last four picks, the Eagles would have been happy with any of those four. Jamison Williams, Trayvon Walker, Derek Stingley, or Jermaine Johnson. I think if Johnson's there at 15, that's who they go. But he's not on the board in our draft, our mock draft here. So with the 15th selection in the 2022 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. It's a shocker because they haven't taken a linebacker since 79, I think it is. Um, yeah. They they obviously don't value the position. You know, bringing in Kaiser White, that might be their, hey, look. You know, they did it last year with um, Eric Wilson, and that lasted all six games, um, and he got cut. We haven't really had that legit linebacker since uh, we had D'Amico Ryan's. And we haven't drafted one since we drafted Jeremiah Trotter, somebody that, that can be a legit force in the middle of the defense. I like N'Kobe Dean better than Devin Lloyd, but Devin Lloyd screams Howie Roseman. So a, a converted safety to linebacker, hasn't played – he only played line, – he didn't start playing linebacker, I think, until, what, junior year of high school, uh, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, so this screams Howie Roseman. Um, and, yes, they'll take a linebacker, and, and I think a – Linebacker, you know, set with him, um, T.J. Edwards. They have Hassan Reddick as an outside linebacker, but we know he's going to be rushing the passer, um, Kaiser White. So they're going to finally have names at linebacker, and Devin Lloyd will be a good pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I know that I took Devin Lloyd in my mock draft, but the more and more I hear from insiders of wide receiver, defensive back, and defensive line being the focus of this draft, the more and more I'm like, linebacker really isn't going to happen again, is it, Howie? We're really going to go down this road. We're not going to draft a linebacker in the first round. You think you got this diamond in the rough in Kaiser White? Undeniably so. Very likely. Great deal. You may have to pay him a ton of money at the end of this season when he shows out on this prove-it deal. And But we're really not going to address that position again. We're really going to look at, to me, so, the names that dive off the board are Davis, McDuffie, and Karlaftis. Karlaftis I, I, in this Karlaftis situation. Would, Karlaftis wouldn't surprise me. I really wanted to go if, – if Jamison Williams was there, I would have went Jamison Williams. That's who I really want. At 15, I mm-hmm. look Traylon Burks. I don't, he's he, I like Traylon Burks, but I don't know if I like him at 15. I can see a trade back at 18 to try to get him in the 20s. Um, but I'm gonna stick with Devin Lloyd for now. What he was the once the Eagles pick at 16 is now the New Orleans Saints. So, Connor, the New Orleans Saints at number 16, take. I saw a lot of talk about them really liking Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett being off the board, it throws a wrench into this. I didn't think he'd go where he went. Um, so I'm going to have to pivot here. Biggest I kind of started that when Malik Willard tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you likely got the trigger going a little, <laughs> a little happy on the quarterback position. That's what happens. That's what happens in the draft. Biggest needs outside of that, tackle, wide receiver. This name based on everything I have seen, will 100% absolutely, I would put so much money on this, will not make it out of the top 10. Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. There's no way he's making it out of the top 10. There's too many reports. Both the New York teams love him. There's teams who love him more on their board than Ekamakwanu, some that like him more than Evan Neal. I don't like that. I like it. I think he's still the offensive tackle, the third one that should be going off the board after those guys. But if the New Orleans Saints land Charles Cross at 16, that would be massive. That would be huge. That would be absolutely not going to happen. But I am going to dream it up in this scenario because it just happened. No, this is what happens when we have no trades, man. <laughs> and you know, people. But this is where most mock drafts, if you if you think they're going to be correct, is when you go out of the box. Like our mock, our thirty-two picks here for the first round are probably we'll, we'll be lucky if we get four right. Let's be real, um, but we'll see. All right, so we're halfway through the first round of the twenty twenty-two NFL our, uh, Kelly Green Hour NFL mock draft. Aiden Hutchinson went number one overall. Kayvon Thibodeau number two. Evan Neal number three. Sauce Gardner number four. Ecom Ekwanu number five. Garrett Wilson, number six, Kyle Hamilton, number seven, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Drake London round out the top 10. Jamison Williams to the Washington Commanders at number 11, Trayvon Walker at number 12, Derek Stingley to the Texans at 13, Jermaine Johnson to the Ravens at 14, Devin Lloyd to the Philadelphia Eagles at 15, and Charles Cross to the New Orleans Saints at 16. Let's start the the, the first pick of the second half of this first round. With the number 17 overall, the Los Angeles Chargers, who have spent a lot of money this offseason improving that team and that defense, they're on the board. Mitch, who are the Chargers going to take? You can go a couple ways. Offensive. How would you guys rate that offensive line? How would you rate it? Like on a scale from 1 to 10. 
How would you rate it? Like for a ten being the highest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a six or a seven. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I would I'd probably be in that ballpark too. It's not great, but with yeah. everything else around the offensive line, you kind of forget that it would even have needs. I know. So you know what? I'm going with offensive line here. So give me Penning. I really like uh, Penning. Penning from really... Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. I, I like him, and he he's vicious. Um, there's a lot of teams that like him. He's sneaking into the first round. Um, I won't lie. That play at the Senior Bowl where he threw a lineman into your quarterback, yeah. that is part of the viciousness of him that I he needs to realize that. there's a quarterback behind him. And you don't. He is damn lucky that didn't lead to anything. But to me, Trevor Pennon, he still he plays with such a grit, such a motor. Like, Trevor Pennon's a great pick. He's a good tackle pick. You just got to teach him out of those types of situations because it's like, Pennon, if you tear Justin Herbert's ACL because you throw a man into him, you will never have a job in this league again. So smarten him up in that way. But yes, great there was a lot. There were a lot of good battles at the Senior Bowl between him and Jermaine Johnson, I believe. So mm-hmm. you know, Penning is, is is a name that I don't know if he'll be there at seventeen either. You know how offensive linemen, once there's a run on offensive linemen, they they all start to go. So Trevor Penning to to the Chargers, almost at San Diego Chargers. Um, I don't say that. I don't care. <laughs> it's a good pick. And, I don't and say it. The Chargers are trying to like they had a battle with the Rams. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. Um, they, they they spent a lot of money. Um, to they brought in J.C. Jackson. They've been bringing. Uh, they traded for Khalil Mack. They they re-signed Mike Williams. So they spent a lot of money this year. So we'll see where that takes them. They let go of Kadir White. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hopefully there's a re- there isn't a reason they didn't re-sign him, and where he comes here and he's a bust. But you know, when it comes to the linebacker position, that tends to happen. All right, let's move to the number 18 overall pick in the 2022 NFL or Kelly Green Hour NFL mock draft. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the board for the second time in three picks. They are going to take cornerback Andrew Booth out of Clemson. Oh, I wanted to go receiver. I really want Jamison Williams. And Chris Olave, I'm I'm a Michigan fan, like, so like please Olave. no. <laughs> I like Olave, but I like Will Williams better. And I think that there's going to be – this is a draft where the, there's depth at receiver. And I think, like, the, the top, what, three or four are really good. And there's a little bit of a drop-off with the next one, say, a George Pickens, um, Jahan Dotson. So if they Watson. wanted to trade back into the back end of the first round to get a receiver, they could. If they wanted to trade up in the second round to get a Pickens, they could. But Andrew Booth, they need a number two corner right now behind Darius Slay. Darius Slay only has, what, two, three years left potentially in Philly. Then he can groom Andrew Booth to be the number one corner. They have, they have a bunch of slot corners. They don't have that second corner on the outside. And Andrew Booth, I think, will will help that. And I think when you get Andrew Booth, they don't draft the safety. You sign Tyron Matthew, your secondary automatically looks better than it does today. And even last year. I know we brought back um, Anthony Harris. Marcus Epps is the, the other starting safety right now. Darius Slay is starter or at corner, cornerback one. Cornerback two is Zach McPherson, maybe. Um, and we know that uh, Avante Maddox is, is, corner, is the slot corner. They need a legit cornerback, too. Yeah, they weren't able to get Stephon Gilmore. They weren't able to get anybody in free agency. They And, and Connor, as you talked about, they traded for a lot of young guys last year. Uh, Kerry Vincent, 
Um, they, they, they drafted Zach McPherson. They have Tay Gowan. They have a bunch of names. They have more quantity over quality. But I think Andrew Booth is going to definitely make up for that, and he, he'll be a big get for the Eagles at number 18. Now, let me I, ask you I, this. I like it. I, I want to point out that in my mock draft, I'm pretty sure that last Saturday, this is exactly how I had it. I had Devin Lloyd and I had Andrew Booth, but I'm beginning to question my Devin Lloyd pick based on all the reports. But I almost am at the point where well, there's not enough information out there. They like wide receiver, but what wide receiver do they like? I think, Jameson, the, I, I think it's Jameson. I think it's Jamison Williams too. I, in the first round, yeah, but they go back if, if they take one in the second round. Pickens, Dotson, uh, Watson from North Dakota State. Like I think that, but in the first round, I really think it's Jamison Williams, maybe Alave. But I do think if Jamison Williams is there at fifteen, they take him. And a lot of Eagles fans are going to be pissed because that's three years in a row you take a receiver in the first round, but. <laughs> In our mock draft, he's not there. Got to go with Booth. And they need to help that defense. Severely need to help that defense. And Devin Lloyd and Andrew Booth are a good start. What about you, Mitch? Thoughts? I I love the Andrew Booth pick. Like, I really do. I mean, we need help at corner. It's common sense here. But me and my guy, who's also an Eagle content creator, he's a part of a show, and he thinks we should take a center over a wide receiver and a cornerback. Huh? Yeah. So my only thing about that is if, if Kelsey was retiring, yes, 100%. Take Linderbaum. He starts at center day one. I do think Linderbaum can start at right guard, but you don't take – I don't think you take a right guard at – Thank you. That's exactly what I've been saying. And I like – and I, I, I don't – like I, I think Linderbaum's going to be good, but, like, there will be – they drafted Jason Kelsey in, what, the fifth or sixth round? They'll yeah. be able to find the center next year if they don't want to move – um, Landon Dickerson over. They'll find somebody to play center. Um, but I, I think knowing the Eagles and while while they like to build from inside out, they're so they're, I think they're content with their offensive line right now. To where oh, yeah. if they had to choose between Linderbaum and Williams, they're going to take Williams. They'll take the receiver every time because they tried to get Ridley. They tried to get they tried to go after all the receivers. Who knows? They may even trade for Debo Samuel. We don't know. But they've been trying to improve that second receiver spot all offseason and haven't been able to. And, again, I'm putting that up because, well, they don't have the quarterback that number two uh, receivers are going to want to come to play with when you're going to throw the ball to Devontae, you're going to throw the ball to Dallas Goddard and then hand the ball off and run the ball 50% of the time. Why would another – why would – you're going to have to draft a receiver in order to get somebody to come here. But let's move on to the 19th pick, which also used to be the Eagles pick, but is not no more. The New Orleans Saints take. Go ahead, Connor. So I get the two Saints picks and I get the two Jets picks. This is fun. I'm building franchises for these guys. <laughs> um, hey, I and, screwed over the grab. I take him a leak with it. It's fun. This is true. This is, this is definitely true. Um, I'm stuck staring down wide receivers. And I'm also stuck staring down likely Jordan Davis at the top of the board. But to me, I think the need is that wide receiver. You've had Michael Thomas and pretty much nobody for far too long. And Michael Thomas continues to show that, you know, he's at risk of injury. There's a constant risk that he might miss time. There's a constant risk that although he restructured his contract and he would feel you are safe for a couple of years that he won't pull 
this garbage that he could pull the I want out of town card. Um, and he is showing it in the past to me. I am going to go with Chris Olave. I knew you were going to go that route. I think Chris Olave is the better option to be an X that can win on the outside. Whereas I feel like Traylon Burks works the inside. You know, he works the screen plays. He works in the slot. He might be more of a, in some slant plays, some more manufactured touches. Although he can win on the outside with his contested catchability. I think Chris Olave as a route running technician is someone who's going to get open at will, which is something we have not seen for the New Orleans Saints as they have struggled to kind of fit square pegs in circle holes with like Traquan Smith. And they thought that they were going to have the emergence of a potential wide receiver this past year. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Um, But they felt that they had other people um, in the room, but I just don't think they have the people in the room. I think Chris Olave is a choice here. Chris Olave or Trey Lumberg's either one. I think you would be happy with for the Saints. Yeah, and, and again, I need somebody to help wherever the quarterback's going to be for them, whether it's Jamison, uh, Jameis Winston, or whoever. Um, and like you said, you don't know if you can really trust um, Michael Thomas. So we'll see. It's a good pick. For the Saints, we're gonna just we're one second. I have to point this comment out because I think this is wild, and this is Mitch's boy. I think oh, Tay Gowan um, is better than Andrew Booth. Oh, I don't know who this is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Someone <laughs> else who came. It was okay. Coach Dante. That's my guy. Okay, okay, okay. Coach I don't know Dante who this is. is. Okay. <laughs> if I Tay Gowan on my YouTube. Too- Tay Gowan was drafted as such as a, I believe he was a seventh round pick and then traded in a sixth round as a sixth round pick trade for a reason. Well, I mean, they did get Zach Ertz in that trade. They, okay, they did, but like, no disrespect, no disrespect, but I, I wouldn't be there with this group of five Tay Gowan who went accordingly on day three when you're talking about a, guy coming out of Clemson, a CB coming out of Clemson, who is emerging as a guy who is going to likely go in the so first round, if not the top 20. I don't I don't look at the whole group of five, power five thing that much. I get it, the talent, like Desmond Ritter, who was really good at, he didn't face the same talent as, you know, Kenny Pickett um, or, you know, or, I mean, what other, whatever other quarterbacks that aren't going to be very good from this draft. Um, so, like, I don't, but I don't, take into that too much into account but that's that's a big statement i guess i should it's better than booth i guess i should readjust my statement if you're group of five and you land on day one or day two you have my attention if you're group of five and you land on day three you have landed accordingly for a reason. And that would be my concern. If Desmond Ritter gets first round draft capital, there's a reason Desmond Ritter is getting first round draft capital coming out of the group of five. Like I I rightfully understand it. I agree. I don't think he should at all either. But um, to me, that's the difference. If you are a power five guy and you land on day three, I also would then have my ears peaked at, okay, I'm a little concerned here. If you were supposed to have better draft capital, that's my thing. If you land a certain way for a reason, that's where I have concern. I do like Tay Gowan though. I really do like Tay Gowan. I wanted him to be an Eagle during that draft where he went late. 
And when we got him, I'm like, okay, I would like to see something work out here with Tay Gowan. I do like him. I saw some nice things on his tape as well. The take is hot. It is very spicy, Rufus. <laughs> that is very, that is a very hot take. All right, so we're going to hit the 20th overall pick with the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Mitch, who do you have the Steelers taking? So <clears throat> who's your quarterback again? I'm really... Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so technically it's me. So, ah, uh, great. But you know what? I'm going to go wide receiver here. They just lost Juju. So give me Traylon Burks. Give me Traylon Burks here. I feel like he can make a you know an impact. So I'm thinking Traylon Burks. I think here, personally, I think there's more needs. I mean, I there, don't think there is a lot of need need, need a wide receiver because you look at Deontay Johnson. The departure of Juju to me was not something that should have set in motion a need for wide receiver for the Steelers personally, because I think Pat Fryermuth fills that role. I think he fills that slot role fine. Yeah, but he's a tight end, but he fills the slot role fine. He works the inline, he works the slot for you. He can eat a good chunk of those targets while the rest of them go (laughs) elsewhere. I don't necessarily believe the needs there, but I do like it. What do you you think? think Here, you can go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mitch. What do you think they need? They think it's a def- defensive need? Uh, linebacker? Like They, they have t- – like, uh, I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going to go Matt Corral. Quarterback, but, quarterback makes sense. I that think this is another drop back spot. They can drop back a few spots. Green Bay – the Patriots aren't taking a quarterback. Green Bay is not going to take a quarterback. Arizona mm-hmm. – Arizona might because Kyler Murray, whatever's going on with him. I but, think he'll, I think he's going to resign. I think they're going to give him a contract. Like I don't think he gets traded. Agreed. I think, I, think I, I think with the focus on the off the defense, if Jordan Davis lands at twenty and the quarterbacks you want are off the board, Jordan Davis fits here. Um, listen, I'm not saying the Traylon Burks pick is absolutely nonsensical. I like it. May help make sure Mitch Trubisky succeeds. If this is going to be the guy, you gave him a prove it two year deal. And you want him to be potentially be your guy. Maybe he's a bridge quarterback to get you to next year. If he's a bridge quarterback, you also want the next quarterback to succeed <clears throat> equally. So I can see setting your bridge quarterback and your future quarterback up for success with Traylon Burke. Also, the quarterbacks are a hell of a lot better next year, potentially. And if they're not going to – I mean, Pittsburgh is usually like – I mean, has, Mike Tom, Tomlin has never had a losing season, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. nope. So, no, like, that is correct. The chances of them actually having a top five pick to go for a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud type at quarterback is slim to none. But like, gets like you said, Connor, get some help. And before we before we move on to the twenty first pick, Rufus did come back at you, which he wasn't top five, but Danny Watkins did play at Baylor, and Danny Watkins was <laughs> awful. He was terrible. As an Eagles fan, we all know this. He played at Baylor, a Power Five school. That's why that means nothing to me. So and then Marcus Smith played at Louisville, top up uh, power five school. Like so, none of that means so good. Good comeback, Rufus. I'm with you on that. It's it's fair. Listen, Rufus, there was no disrespect there, and I love a healthy conversation. 
And we can both we can point out group of five successes and failures, and we can point out power five successes and failures all night. And I would love to do that with you. So I absolutely I respect the decision, I respect the take, and I would love nothing more than take Allen to become the CB two and future CB one in Philadelphia. Oh my god, having to invest a first round pick. I do have something to say to you, Connor. You mentioned how if they dropped the day three, there's a reason. Did you know? Of the players on rosters in the NFL in 2021, 66% of them were from day three of the NFL draft. I think I saw that tweet before we came on the air, and I'm guessing you saw it yes. at the same time <laughs> yeah. as I did. So, I, okay, okay, okay. All I'll right, back so down for now. I'll back down for now. There we go. So let's move on. Now, to... uh, actually, real quick. Do you think they're going to double Deontay Johnson? Because I feel like they're the defense would because he's their number one guy. So you have to get a trail on Burke who can actually. They won't have to because it's Mitch Trubisky throwing. All they got to do is get pressure on They Trubisky. could also get Baker Mayfield. I've been hearing Baker Mayfield for like a while now. To Pittsburgh? Yeah. That, that would yeah, be – and like no, the, only, the only way it happens is he gets released. There's no <laughs> way they trade yeah, that's, the only way. Well, that's the only way. The Eagles did trade McNabb in division. <laughs> Just going to say. True, true. Right. We also <laughs> gave up Jeremiah Trotter. So what are you talking about? Well, we we we, we – we didn't trade them though. They just didn't resign. Didn't them. I was young when that happened. I was like, I was really back. young. And then he came back. So, all right. So, let's move on to the number 21 overall. The New England Patriots are on the clock. And they just lost um, Stefan Stephon Gilmore to the Colts. So, yep. the New England Patriots are tra- tra- going to draft Trent McDuffie. Cornerback out of Washington. They're gonna I like that. Somebody. I and like they lost J.C. Jackson too. So, they lost both of their starting corners. Uh, so they need help at cornerback. There's a lot I of good players still the Patriots. I like it. I, I honestly think that's a good pick. It's the right way to go. They did decide to trade midseason, so they've lost Stefan Gilmore for a while, but that need of CB oh, yeah, right. um, that need of CB never has been filled. So obviously, yeah. you know, you didn't fill it in free agency. It's a need that continues this to rear its ugly head today. I like the pick. I think it's a good pick. There's obviously other options. There's always going to be other options, but you can't go wrong with you got to find yourself a a cornerback of the future. Trent McDuffie, one of those guys who's getting a lot of hype in the first round as a cornerback. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I I forgot that he went to Carolina in the midseason, but still makes the point they didn't didn't replace him. They lost J.C. Jackson. All right, so let's move to number 22 overall, the Green Bay Packers, who lost – in the divisional round to the San Francisco 49ers, and their defense didn't give up a touchdown. Did not give up a touchdown. Will they draft Aaron Rodgers, an offensive weapon, with the 22nd overall pick, Connor? Oh, boy. The fact that Jordan Davis is still here at 22. We're clearly throwing some shade on Jordan Davis, and he's not going to get this far. But to me, you can't as a Green Bay Packers give up Devontae Adams and not go wide receiver here. You just can't. It's impossible. You're not going to do this again. Are you really? You're not going to go with like Matt Corral on this one, but are do you? Also, do, but do they wait till the 28th pick to take a receiver? You, you, yes, you could. You could. I mean, you look at Arizona, would they go wide receiver? Potentially. They have an okay offense they want. It was electric last year. They probably want to keep it electric. Cowboys, there's rumors of wide receiver. I don't think the need's necessarily there, so I don't think they just do it as a spite shot. Buffalo, need is 
could be there. Argued a good wide receiver too could be there. Titans, eh, uh, I would argue no, but there's there's obviously well, the rumors. Yeah, if AJ Brown gets traded. There's I know they got Robert Woods, but still. To me, the threat is there that of the next five picks, literally five of them could be wide receiver. So Shouldn't be. Okay, so which, which receiver are you taking? I am going to go. I love George that. Pickens. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I like George Pickens. Listen, I've heard the Christian Watson. There's a lot of hype. I've heard a lot of hype is more the Twitter verse, more fantasy people. It's not necessarily the hype isn't necessarily felt the same within league circles. Jahan Dotson to me, he's really good. He's a speedster. When I watched his tape, I had issues with his ability to with his size. I took issue with his size. I don't necessarily and I he's a good route runner, but he's not as nuanced as a guy like Devonta Smith or a guy like Chris Olave. To me, George Pickens has that high upside. He's got that high potential. I feel like the way the board has fallen, Traylon Burke should have fallen to me. Chris Olave should have fallen to me, but they didn't fall to me. So George Pickens to me has the best next upside to me. The injury and the loss of a season really hurt George Pickens, but I think there's still so much to like about Pickens. So I'm going Pickens. That celebrating you hear from Wisconsin is Aaron Rodgers because they finally got him a first round weapon. Let's move to third overall pick. The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Mitch, who's the card? Who are the Cardinals taking? All right, can you go to all, please? Absolutely. And you know what? I'm surprised he's still here. I'm not going Jordan Davis. I'm not going Litterbaum. Give me Devontae Wyatt. Give me Devontae Wyatt here because he's a big behemoth that can clog up the middle. And can you picture him next to J.J. Watt? I like it. Give me Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, that feels There's no way that he's going to fall this far. I mean, I have – I think – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there is a potential red flag and I – thought it was with Devonte Wyatt that has him fallen on teams uh boards I don't know if it was a domestic issue or something like that I could be misquoting the name so don't fully quote me on this yeah. but I thought it was Devonte Wyatt who maybe. had the potential red flag maybe I projected that he was going to be in top eight actually I've been hearing top eight well, obviously, I, tra- I think not doing trades kind of changes things. People will be trading up for like Jordan Davis, not going to be on the board. George Kaloftis, <laughs> probably. He might. Linderbaum? No. Linderbaum. Right, so we're, now we're going to the NFC East rivals of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys. Can I take a punter or a kicker? <laughs> I always think the kicker. I always think Dicker the kicker. All right. That wouldn't shock me if they took Dicker the kicker later on in the. Uh, yeah. So with the 24th Monday. The 2022 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys are going to take. Don't do it. Tyler Linderbaum. Thank God. I thought you were going to go Jordan Davis here. No, it was between Linderbaum and Kobe Dean, but they need. They, they lost, I know Linderbaum doesn't play tackle, but like their center wasn't that good last year. And like Linderbaum, while he may be undersized, Dallas is, has to fix that the offensive line. Um, so Linderbaum will be a star for them when they remember they drafted, um, who was the center that retired? Tra- Travis Frederick. Yeah. He right. Right. He was, he was a staple of the offensive line for years and then he retired and then kind of went downhill. So they got to try to build it back up. So I'm going to go Tyler Linderbaum for the Dallas Cowboys. 
I like that. I, I like uh, it. I think it's a good pick. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews on Tyler Lindebaum that he might make the first round. He may not make the first round. But of course, this is a completely unpredictable draft. So who knows what's going to happen? But let's, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. It's a good, right. good move. 25th, or at the 25th pick of the 2022 Kelly Green Hour NFL mock draft, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Connor, who are the Bills taking? They need a, they potentially need a wide receiver. And they also need a CB and a running back. <sighs> To me, running backs always like an over. Yeah, I would not even take associated him in the first round need with the Buffalo Bills. I don't think the Bills would take a, that take that because they don't use the running back position as much as other others might think. To me, I got Jahan Dotson here. I, I like I like, I like his fit. I liked Kyrie Elam here as well, so I had a tough decision here. Um, but I got Jahan Dodson because I think he complements so well with his speed and the ability that he has with Stefan Diggs. And, like, you have your red zone guy. You have Gabriel Davis. You know what he can do. He put up four touchdowns in a damn playoff game. Like, you know what this One guy can do. One of the best games do. I've ever seen, by the way. Absolutely. But, like, you saw a lot of it was the touchdowns, big plays. You know that he's the next guy who can win on the outside and he can win in the red zone. But to me, Jahan Dodson's a guy who can become a weapon for you. And he can replace the void that was left by Emmanuel Sanders and the void that could be left when they, if they, which they should move on from Cole Beasy as well. This I think they really, did. I think he's a I think they dude. did as well. So, I think yeah, they did as well. So this really fills that void of two people in one. So I would take Jahan Dodson here. That's a good pick. So let's move to the AFC North champs right they won the division the tennessee titans are on the clock they traded for robert woods they, uh, they should have a healthy derrick henry back who do you got the titans taking mitch um there's a couple options here i don't think they desperately need a wide receiver i mean is aj brown still there he is yeah. right he is so they definitely contract though right who by the way was training with jalen hurts today and yesterday and the day before, I think. Yeah, they've been training together a lot. Yeah, yeah. I know it means nothing, but. <laughs> it doesn't. But um, they can go. There's so many. Um, You know what? Who's their linebacker? Do you know who their linebacker is? Um, I'm going to say it's a need. Yeah. Give they me have Jordan some Davis. there, but. <laughs> He's still there. Give me Jordan Davis. Is there much. Else to say, I mean, they, they got abused by Cincinnati in, in the playoff game. Granted, their defense had like nine sacks, I don't know how they lost, but you can always use help in the middle of that defense. And Jordan Davis being there, I think anybody that could take Jordan Davis in the late 20s would be happy. All right, mm -hmm. so the 27th overall pick belongs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them taken Kenyon Green. Interior offensive lineman out of Texas A&M. He can play center. He can play guard. Um, I know their center resigned, but he's also been contemplating, you know, potentially retirement. I think their one guard retired, um, and they lost somebody. So, like, you want to rebuild that offensive line in front of Tom Brady. Like, you don't want your Brady getting hit. Um, and I think Kenyon Green will help out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers immensely. So let's move to the 28th. Like Is this the that. third team you've picked for two times? 
Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. We're really building <laughs> franchises, franchises here with the, the way Green this Bay happened. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock. You got them a receiver last time. Where you got them going this time? I was praying Jordan Davis continued his unprecedented slide, but he sadly did not. So this pick for me is easy. George Karlaftis, um, they've lost some bodies on the defensive side of the ball. They need some guys who can get after the quarterback. You've got your weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Um, less wide receivers went than I thought in those five picks that I thought could be any wide receivers. And I, of course, took the only other wide receiver. <laughs> um, so George Karlaftis for me makes the most sense. Yes, definitely does. Um, they need help on that defense. I, I was con- contemplating linebacker there, only they lost to Darius Smith um, in free agency. So, but I mean, George Kalaf, they, they get after the quarterback. What, you know, so, and you're going to have a couple of quarterbacks in that division that are, you got um, Bears uh, with that. Justin Fields is going to be running all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Still have uh, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Jared Goff in Detroit. So you just get after the quarterback, get pressure. That'll help the back seven. Let's move to the 29th overall draft pick of the 2022 Kelly Greenhour mock draft. The Kansas City Chiefs with their first of two back-to-back picks. Take. Go ahead, Mitch. You know what? Tyra Matthew looks like he's going to be gone. I'm taking. They, mid- did, the foot. they did sign um, oh. the, uh, Reed. They signed Justin Reed from the Texans. When? He was like one of the first players signed. Why am I going in blank now? Kansas City did sign Justin Reed. I knew, I knew you wanted to go your Michigan guy, but I wanted to make sure you, you, were, you, were, you were aware. You just had to do that to me, okay. didn't you? Yep. Um, so you, you can know what? Give me your the best defenseman. Chiefs need the defense. They need to build it up. Give me the Kobe Dean. Man. Gotta go with best available, right? How did he slide to 29? I want to slide to 29 that. because there's no trades, but we still are gonna go with it. We're gonna roll with it. I, I, I like it. The Kobe Dean seems like a good pick. Um, do do the Chiefs have a need at linebacker? There, there is a need. There's a, a need that exists in a number of positions. Wide receiver. You can talk cornerback. You can talk edge. There's a lot of needs, but as things are getting a little bit thinner down here, Nicobe Dean, to me, makes a lot of sense. Now the Chiefs are back on the clock with the 30th overall selection. <sighs> Trying to think of the needs that the Chiefs have. Um, the loss of Tyreek Hill would yeah. put wide receiver up there. I'm going <laughs> to take this. Oh, wow. They can't do that. Kind of want to do it because he kind of he wouldn't be Tyreek Hill, but he's the best. I'm going John Mechie, wide receiver, Alabama. Wow, over Watson and wow, Mechie is more of a speed guy, right? And and that's kind of what they want. Like I know they have Nicole Hardman, but like they're they're not that often. I mean, they did resign Josh Gordon. Who knows what type of what he's going to, you know, bring to them. But they're not that type. We're going to throw it up in the back, like do fades. They're they're the speed offense. They want to run up and down the field. And I mm-hmm. think that John Mechie, when healthy, and I know he's coming off of an ACL as well, when healthy, he can he can burn. Um, and I think that he fits the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs more than a Watson or a Sky Moore do. 
John Mechie from Alabama being the second wide receiver taken in the first round after they had two last year, too. They had uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith taken in the first round. So John Mechie, like the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's move to the 31st. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I Look, I'm just going based off of the offense that, that, the, that the, the Chiefs run. I know that Watson might be a better player potentially, but I, I if Mechie didn't get hurt, he's a first-round receiver, I think. Just like mm-hmm. if Williams didn't get hurt, he's a top 10 receiver. He'll be mm-hmm. picked in the top 10. All right, so let's go to the AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Connor, who do you got the Bengals taking? They have a need at the interior of the offensive line. They the brought Eli Apple back. Only. They brought Eli Apple back. He got absolutely abused. They have a need at, at corner. They have a need at safety. So there's obviously look at the top of the big board here. There's some nice names sitting up on that board. You brought Eli Apple back where it's a pass first league. You know it firsthand with Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and and T. Higgins uh, under your belt. I'm going Kyler. Kyler Elam on this one. Kyer Elam to me is a good outside defender. He's physical. He plays. He plays big. He is a good size. You got to work on that cornerback position. To me, it, there was Kyler Elam there. There was Roger McCreary. Roger McCreary a bit more of deficiencies from the size side of things. Um, so you don't want to be put in that situation, uh, especially when you're looking for a CB one or a potential CB one. So Kyer Elam for me with the Bengals. They do need help, and now the Rams did it to a lot of people. And but the you know in that second half, Cooper Cup just abused Eli Apple, um, and they do need help on that offensive line because if you don't protect uh, Burrow, Joe Burrow, he may have what ha- they may have what happened to Andrew Luck happen to him. He might just walk away early. Um, but it's a good pick uh, getting a cornerback, and with the final pick in the 2022 Kelly Green Hour NFL mock draft. The Detroit Lions select. I don't know if this is crazy or not. Jared Goff, mm, I don't think he's their quarterback. You need to start fresh. I'll take Matt Corral with the 32nd pick. I there. like it. I there. like it. That to me, like, I feel like there, there's been a lot of rumors uh, at the top that kind of speak to maybe there's something there at number two that they might consider Malik Willis and stuff. I was thinking that when I did it, I was thinking that there there's something potentially there. There's waves uh, within the insiders that that could potentially exist, especially with two first round picks, but I like it. If Matt Corral's there, you you could take a shot. Uh, Desmond Ritter is getting a lot of hype for first round draft capital. As me and LJ alluded to, probably shouldn't be. One of his biggest issues is accuracy. So that is something you don't teach often. And um, the QB school guy who I referenced, the don't comp unicorns, the statement came from don't expect many Josh Allens in the league that take that massive leap forward with accuracy as a quarterback. That was what he was most referencing to, but it can be referenced to a lot of things. So that accuracy is a massive thing that needs work in Desmond Ritter's game, but he is garnering some first round draft. And I, think, and I think that's what the Giants are hoping for with, you know, Daniel Jones and then bringing mm-hmm. in Brian, uh, Brian Dable after what he did with Josh Allen and, and the jump that he made from year one to year two and, and year three. 
So they're, they're hoping that that, that that can happen there. But this is our 2022 Kelly Greenhour NFL mock draft. Aiden Hutchinson went number one overall. Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Ahmad Gardner, Akeem Ekwanu, Garrett Wilson, probably a surprise. It won't happen. Kyle Hamilton, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Drake London round out the top 10. Jamison Williams to the commanders. Trayvon Walker, Derek Stingley, Jermaine Johnson, and Devin Lloyd to the Philadelphia Eagles. Charles Cross, Trevor Panning, Andrew Booth Jr. to the Eagles, Chris Olave to the Saints, and Traylon Burke to the Steelers to round out the top 20. And to finish off the final 12, Trent McDuffie to the Patriots, George Pickens, Devontae Wyatt, Tyler Linderbaum to the Dallas Cowboys, Jahan Dotson to the Bills, Jordan Davis, Kenyon Green, George Karloftis to Green Bay, N'Kobe Dean, John Mechie the third to Kansas City, Khalil Alam to Cincinnati, and Matt Corral with the final pick to the Detroit Lions and that with the 32nd overall pick. We are four days away, fellas. Will our draft, you know, will our mock draft be right? No. I'm going to bet that we may have four right, maybe, if we're lucky. Um, but, guys, what do, I want to focus on the Philadelphia Eagles in the last minute of our show here. The Philadelphia Eagles, with the 15th and 18th, if they stay there, if they trade, whatever, who is the one player that the Eagles should have on their roster by the end of Thursday night? I don't, I don't think they move up unless Gardner slides, like I said, to right after that New York Giants pick. So I know that the, the hype is real, trade up, trade up, trade up. But we know one of the biggest things how he's been doing is getting more assets so there's more likely a trade back at 15 or 18 than a trade up. So the name you have to leave with, I think, is Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. To me, I think when we talked about it last week, I said similarly, obviously, Sauce Gardner is the name. Um, but I think realistically at 15, 18 or trade back, it's Jamison Williams, man. You got to shore that up. If you could not land any, but we were almost there. We were so close on literally every single name. I fully, I expect that the Were tweet, we close though? Like, were, yeah, were we close? I fully expect a lot of insiders already have the tweet written out about Tyron Matthew. And we were really close, but oh, yeah. for when we miss on Tyron Matthew post-draft, because I think that's what's going to happen. People are going to see how their boards shake out. And then Tyron Matthew's going to get his final offer. Um, but Jamison Williams, to me, is a guy I think he can play the X. He can win outside. He can do what you need. You can use Quez Watkins as your slot guy. You can mo- move Devonta Smith around as movable. So you can put him at the X spot. You can also move Jamison Williams around. It gives you just so much flexibility, so much speed uh, at the at the position and in the offense. So that would be the pick I think you realistically need to walk away with 15 or later. What about you, Mitch? Who should the Eagles draft? Who should be in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform come Thursday night? Okay. So, personally, I want them to go defense and defense because this wide receiving class is so stacked. Like, you can get a good one in the second round. Like, Christian Watson was so available. Sky Moran's there. Obviously, I would like one of the top guys, but for me, I would go defense and defense here. So, I would not be mad with the Devin Lloyd or Nicobe Dean in that area, but Nicobe Dean apparently dropped for us, and, like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I think... Smart, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, yeah, so I'm going with Devin Lloyd here. 
going to break that linebacker curse or streak. Okay. I'm with Connor. I want Jamison Williams. I want Jamison Williams. If it's not going to be, you know, Sauce Gardner or Kyle Hamilton, um, I want it to be Jamison Williams. Look, you aren't going to be able to attract receivers here with who you have playing quarterback right now. So you have to draft them. And they're forced to come here pretty much. So, you know, if they can get a legit number two corner or, excuse me, a number two receiver opposite of Devontae Smith, make it the, the Alabama offense right there. You have the Alabama quarterback with two Alabama receivers and an Alabama on the, Alabama guy on the offensive line. Let, let's be Alabama East. I don't care. Um, but that's who I think. I'm, I'm with you, Connor. Uh, Jamison Winston. Or why did you say Jamison? Jamison Williams. Woo-wee. It's been a long hour. <laughs> I love it. Um, before you uh, run through our names and our uh, where you can find us, shout out to Mitch Kofsky, who's joined us for the last couple weeks and been here for the Philadelphia Eagles mock draft, which was not live streamed, but you can find over on any podcast pat- platform that you listen. And then, of course, we did this one today, full first round mock draft. As always, thank you, Mitch, so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Take 30 seconds to shout out where people can find you. All right. And just got to say, if Malik Willis somehow goes to Atlanta, I'll be like, whoa, I called that. But uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on YouTube and Twitter right here, Mitch Toxie. Uh, Twitter's right there. I'm going to do a lot of live play-by-plays for the playoffs. I got a lot of mock drafts coming up. I got this week's going to be in fun. This week's going to be fun. I just hope that the Sixers win it tomorrow. So that way in game six, it's not the same day as the draft. Go Raptors, four in a row. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just telling you, if that happens, like if we play game six on Thursday, it's never going to game seven. I'm saying that right now. But which can be hard which with that first Which would get higher ratings in Philly, game six or the NFL dra- first round of NFL draft? NFL draft. NFL draft. I, I, I like, you think the NBA – now, I know this is – we're going a little – but the NFL is going to have three games on Christmas, which is usually the NBA's day. You think they scrap it and just be like, let's not even go up against the the NFL? That's going to be fun to see. I can't wait for Christmas because I'm Jewish and I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> so I got a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> Football galore. Hopefully, the Eagles I don't have to go to the movies. Yeah, hey, Connor was talking. Or Connor said, hopefully the Eagles can play, but I don't think we have a quarterback that warrants uh, Christmas Day. Uh, but thank you everybody for our first live stream of the Kelly Green Hours. We got our first round NFL mock draft. Then you can follow us on Twitter at Kelly Green Hour. You can follow Connor on Twitter at Connor10. And you can follow me on Twitter at LJ Harrell54. Wherever, uh, if you're listening to the podcast of this, please rate and review our show. Um, you know, and you can reach out to us on Twitter and, you know, DM us and let us know if there's any. Thing in particular you want to want us to touch base on during our next um, our next live stream, which will be next week, probably on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Likely reacting to the Philadelphia Eagles draft. Yes, definitely. Well, the draft is Saturday, so what you're going to do a watch along during the? Well, no, we, so we'll we... probably be Sunday, so that we can react to what transpired. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. But the next one is absolutely going to be reaction. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the first, our first, you know, the first two days for sure. And obviously day three is important. As I mentioned, we saw the stat, 66% of NFL rosters had players from day three in the NFL draft. Connor, let's uh, finish it off thanking uh, the paint line guys.
Absolutely. Shout out to the Painted Line guys. They can be found on Twitter at the Painted Lines. They can be found uh, at thepaintedlines.com. They got the Philadelphia content. They also got a bunch of other contents. So make sure you check those guys out. They're absolutely awesome, guys. And thank you so much for this platform to continue to grow the Kelly Green Hour. LJ? Yes. So for Mitch, for Connor, I'm LJ. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Green Hour. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Sanders patiently running. Sanders could cut.